Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. We are back for another day of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. Did you know that it was on March 13th, 1886, that home run Baker was born in Trap, Maryland? Now, maybe you don't know who home run Baker is, and I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. He was actually born John Franklin Baker, but he was an American baseball player. He is a Hall of Famer. He hit two home runs in the 1911 World Series, and today was the day that he was born. Now, in his career, home run Baker, which is what they called him, hit 96 home runs while playing for 13 seasons with the Philadelphia Athletics and also with the New York Yankees. 96 home runs? I mean, don't get me wrong. That's nothing to sneeze at. It's more than I've ever hit. But you get the name home run for 96 home runs. I mean, you would think maybe they would call, I don't know, Hank Aaron, home run Aaron. He hit 755 home runs. That seems like that would generate that nickname and make a little more sense, wouldn't it? But no, home run Baker, he hit 96. I guess you just call him home run. I mean, that is like calling, I don't know, Buster Douglas the greatest. But hey, if someone gives you the nickname home run, you keep it. I mean, you don't give it back. If you want to give someone that flattering of a nickname, hey, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, call me home run. Maybe I don't even hit home runs, but I'm still keeping that nickname. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, maybe tell us your favorite sports nickname. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com, or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosports. Doesn't even have to be nickname related. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you have a suggestion for us here at The Dose. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out. Also, you should probably be stopping by tpublic.com now and picking up some new Daily Dose gear because we have our Daily Dose iTeam shirts over there now. Got a couple of different styles you can go with. You can pick your color, whatever color you want. But over at tpublic.com, they've got t-shirts, they've got sweatshirts, they've got hoodies, they've got laptop covers, coffee mugs, a number of Daily Dose items that you can pick up over there make sure you stop by tpublic.com. And March Madness is coming. And we are going to have our Daily Dose Bracket Pool. Thank you so much to Big Rob for setting this up. But if you want to join a bracket pool, and we would love to have you join, feel free to come over and join our bracket pool. Hey, if you pick a perfect bracket, you're going to get some big money. And we just might have a Daily Dose prize over there we're going to give you too. If you just go to ESPN, go to their fantasy link, go to the tournament challenge, You just click on the groups tab and you search group name. Just search Daily Dose. Join up with our group. I know that the brackets don't come out until Sunday, but feel free to come join us. If you played last year, you just have to click rejoin. But if you didn't play last year, it is super, super easy to join. You go create a name, you fill in your bracket, and then you just wait and collect all of your prizes. Hey, we want some people to join our bracket pool this year. Get over to ESPN and sign up. Like I said, we just might have a Daily Dose prize going to the big winner this year. So make sure you join our Daily Dose bracket pool. Hey, today on the show, we do have a few sports news stories coming out that we definitely need to cover. But then we are going to be continuing our conversation with basketball coach Russ McKinstry. You know, Coach Max stops by a few times a year. We try to get him to come more, but, you know, he actually works. He's actually dedicated to his job. So when we do actually get him to stop by, we like to ask him, about a number of different sports subjects. We try to cover a lot of ground when he does come in, and we've got a number of things to cover with him today. We're going to get to Coach Mack in just a minute. But first, 
we do have a few sports news stories coming out. And one of the more bizarre ones is this weird, odd story coming out. The FBI and federal prosecutors have uncovered a massive bribery scheme to get students admitted to elite universities as recruited athletes and help them cheat on college entrance exams to gain admission. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston said the scheme included nearly four dozen people, including actresses and CEOs who paid as much as $6 million to get their children into schools like Georgetown, Stanford, Texas, Wake Forest, and Yale. So far, there have been nine coaches and sports administrators indicted as well. So what they were basically doing is you had like these Hollywood types trying to get their sons and daughters into these prestigious universities. And so what they were saying is they were saying, well, they're actually athletes, so we can bypass some of the college entrance exams as long as you give us a nice fat wad of cash, we'll go ahead and let them through. We'll just say they're involved in like sailing or soccer, maybe water polo, even though they aren't athletes in any way, shape or form. So I know a lot of times we see the sports programs doing dirty things and it sounds like there were some dirty things going on here, but it's not always just the athletes. These are people that actually have money. They don't need to do these things. Why not just take the $6 million and give it to your kid and say, hey, go start your life, go buy your house, go do what you need to do instead of trying to buy a degree from one of these prestigious universities. Now, what I actually want to see, I just want to see which case moves forward first. Like which one do we actually see some progress made in? This one or the college basketball scandal? I have an idea. It's probably going to be this one, but let's go ahead and see where this all ends up. Let's see. We had a few more NFL free agent signings. I guess we could talk about the Denver Broncos way overpaid for a below average offensive tackle. And they overpaid for a cornerback that has never played safety that they say they're going to move to a safety. Remember what I said about NFL free agency being that band-aid for hiding past mistakes of a team, maybe in the draft or in previous free agencies. Yeah, prime example right here. The Green Bay Packers, they paid way too much for pass rushers Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. They did also get safety Adrian Amos, which is kind of interesting. Going to talk about that in a second. And they got a very below average offensive lineman in Billy Turner who used to play for the Denver Broncos. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Good luck with all that. The Cleveland Browns got defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson. That's probably a decent sign. Terrell Suggs went to Arizona. The Saints actually signed running back Latavius Murray which means that Mark Ingram is probably going to be going somewhere else. And you wonder if Mark Ingram just kind of screwed himself with that whole PED suspension. The Saints also got quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to stay in New Orleans, despite they say he had a chance to start in Miami. He said, nah, I'm good just sitting here and learning from Drew Brees and holding this clipboard. I think I'll be just fine. Hey, not a bad gig if you can get it. Good job, Teddy Bridgewater. But you know, watching NFL free agency right now, I really haven't seen any free agent signings that like tip the balance of power somewhere. The Kansas City Chiefs, of course, signed safety Tyron Matthew, but I don't know that that really changes that much. That Kansas City Chiefs defense needs a lot of help. I guess the only real drama we've seen in NFL free agency so far is Minnesota Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr said he was going to go to the Jets, but then he like got cold feet and instead took less money to return to Minnesota. So I don't know. That's like the most drama we've seen. NFL free agency usually seems to be a lot of action, but I don't know if there's really all that much substance. No, the big news in the NFL yesterday 
came from the trades, not the free agency signings. First, the Kansas City Chiefs have agreed to trade edge rusher D. Ford to the San Francisco 49ers for a second round pick next year. That wasn't it. The New York Giants are sending wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns for a first and third round pick this year and for safety Jabril Peppers. Now, on both of these trades, you're going to be hearing a lot of talk today. You're going to be hearing it throughout all the sports talk. There's going to be things about schemes and he just didn't fit into the long-term plan and we just felt we could go in a better direction. Let's be real clear about why both of these trades were made. And that is because both of these teams cannot get certain images out of their heads when it comes to these players involved. The Kansas City Chiefs cannot look at D. Ford without remembering that stupid lining up in the neutral zone penalty. Every time they see him, that is what they think of. You cost us the Super Bowl. And that's all they can see when they look at D. Ford. And the New York Giants, they are still seeing Odell Beckham Jr. in that bed with the girl and the mountain of coke on the tray. Spin it however you want to. But that is why those trades were made. Because the Chiefs gave Ford away for a second round pick? That's not that much. And the Giants are going to eat a ton of dead salary cap space on Odell Beckham Jr. So don't let them convince you that these are smart business deals. Because make no mistake about it, these deals were not business. These deals were both very, very personal. And I suppose we should discuss that NBA mess that took place in Utah on Monday night between a fan and Oklahoma City Thunder guard Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is expressing no regrets whatsoever after he had a heated exchange with a fan during the Thunder's win over the Jazz on Monday night, saying that his threat, I'll F you up and your wife too, to a man and his wife was just an emotional response to completely disrespectful comments directed toward him. The exchange actually occurred while Westbrook was sitting at the end of the Thunder bench during the second quarter, and it was caught on video and it went viral. It was posted on Twitter. According to Westbrook, the man in the stands told him, get down on your knees like you're used to. Westbrook considered that comment to be racial, very inappropriate, and so he screamed back, I'll F you up and your wife too. Now the fan in the stands, if you look at his social media stuff, he does seem like a racist scumbag, no question about that. So who knows what he really said? What he claims to have said was that he told Russell Westbrook, you better get some ice on those knees, you're going to need it. But who knows what he really said? And I don't have any idea who said what. Someone's probably lying. Someone's probably exaggerating. But you have no idea. But the NBA, they're going to have to deal with this. They have to act. You can't have one of your players threatening a fan. And I understand if any of us were in Russell Westbrook's shoes, we may have done and said the same things. But you can't threaten a fan. You surely can't threaten a female fan. I mean, this could have gotten really, really ugly. And it was ugly enough as it was. But what I want to see in this whole situation is does Commissioner Adam Silver make an appearance? Does he do anything? Because we've seen Adam Silver. He doesn't seem like he likes to give bad news, especially to players. I want to see if Adam Silver does anything. Or if he just goes, eh, you know, let bygones be bygones. That's just kind of how it goes. Sometimes Russ yells at a fan. Sometimes he screams at him. That's just kind of what he does. The NBA has suspended the fan permanently. I mean, all he actually did to Russell Westbrook was fine him $25,000. That's like $25 to you and I. I want to see if there's any sort of a suspension or anything like that coming for Russ. Because this isn't the first time that he's acted up 
and done some of these things in a game with fans. Let's see if Adam Silver actually steps up and does anything. I'm just saying this. This situation could have got way, way worse. You know, in basketball, the fans are so close to the players. The NBA probably needs to do a better job of just beefing up security and making sure to keep these two separate. And by the way, if you're a fan in the stands and you wouldn't say it to the guy on the street if you're just face-to-face, don't say it in the arena either. Keep your mouth shut. Hey, coming back, we need to continue our conversation with basketball coach Russ McKinstry. Yesterday, we started talking, but we only got to the NFL. We had a lot of things to cover, but we still have the NBA to talk about. We still have college basketball to talk about. We are going to continue with that right after this. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping you need to do, maybe you need to pick up something for a friend. Maybe you have a birthday coming up. Maybe you have an anniversary coming up. You might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature some of your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. The Marsh Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Cosmic. Are you ready to fly higher, explore further, go faster, and see more than anyone has before? Join us as we embark upon a cosmic adventure filled with otherworldly powers, legendary forces, and dangerous new frontiers. March's Loot Crate theme features items from the new Captain Marvel, Alien, Lost in Space, and much, much more. But hey, remember, if none of those franchises interest you, you can always go to Loot Crate and you can choose from a huge selection of past crates. You can order a monthly subscription of crates that will arrive in your mailbox every single month or you can just go over to LootCrate.com and order individual items. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure that you type Daily Dose, one word, in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose. So yesterday, we began our conversation with longtime basketball coach Russ McKinstry. You know, we talked about the NFL. We talked about how the New England Patriots have managed to maintain their success every single year. We discussed how the Denver Broncos keep doing dumb things. And we talked about the Oakland Raiders making that trade for wide receiver Antonio Brown. We also began to discuss Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray and whether or not his size is going to be a problem in the NFL. Let's jump back into that conversation with Russ McKinstry right now. There's something really special about that kid that no matter where he goes, NFL, college, if he can do that at that level, then then if he wants to, if he's committed to being uh, an NFL football player, then he's going to be successful. So I think it's in his court, you know, balls in his court. If he really wants to succeed, there's no doubt I think he's going to be very good in NFL. Yeah, I do too. And you know when he really showed me something, and it's kind of bizarre, but when I was watching the second half of that playoff game against Alabama, and Alabama's pushing them around. Alabama's hammering Kyler Murray. He's getting beat up. Alabama's blowing them out. And he started to make plays and kind of shine even in adversity. And I went, wait a second, that kid's better than I thought he was. And I thought mm-hmm. he was good. I, he was a little bit better than I thought he was. And he showed me that there. When you have to undergo some things like that, I want to see what guys look like after an interception. I know you're mm-hmm. great when things are going well. I want to see what you do when things aren't going so well. Yeah, no doubt. The key to any uh, athletic endeavor, and if you're going to be successful, is how you handle adversity and you know, that's what you you don't study people when they're at their best, when things are perfectly lined up and everything's going your way. It's when, you know, things are horrible. You can't catch a break. You're beat up. You're injured. You're getting beat. And if you watch how they respond, that'll tell you a lot about what type of competitor and athlete and 
you know, if he has a heart of a champion type of guy, he is. And, and yeah, I, I think he's built that way. I think obviously like any of us, I think he's got some, maybe some personality flaws or quirks and some arrogance and he needs to grow up still, but who, who didn't when they're 22, 23 sure. years old, you know, we all were, were knuckleheads at that age and had a lot to learn. But if you, I think if you just break it down and, and look at what he can accomplish, I'd say what I'd love to have him as a Bronco. I, oh, I, I would, would too. I would kill for him. You know, that would get me excited. I'd cancel those tea times. I'd start getting the chip and dip ready and I'd be sitting in front of the TV right now waiting for the Bronco season to start. So, you know, which right now with Flacco or Keenum or Trevor Simeon and all the, the pain we've gone through in the last three years, the 11 quarterbacks we've seen, you know, it, uh, you talk about the loony bin. That's about where I'm ready to head. If, if this thing doesn't get strained out pretty soon, do you have any hope whatsoever for this NFL draft for the Broncos? Or are you just, yeah. Uh, Never I'm trying to get fired up about Adele because I really do. I like this time of year and I, know. I like, you know, I like the opportunity to, to, to really get a, a good group of eight to 10 new players. And, but I need, I need something to get excited about. I need, and really to me, it is, it's, it's getting someone that I know is going to be our quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years, like Mahomes or Mayfield or Deshaun Watson. We need that. And until that happens, Coach, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be too excited about what we're doing because, you know, trying to piecemeal things together and bring in retreads like Joe Flacco, I just can't get excited. I don't think that's the way you need to go as a franchise. No, I don't either. And I don't think we're going to have much to get excited about anytime soon. So let's switch over to the NBA and stop talking about the NFL where we're just <laughs> depressed. And let's talk a little bit about the NBA because the Golden State Warriors should roll again They've had a few struggles over the last couple of weeks. Coach, is there any reason to have concerns at all about the Warriors? Are they just going to roll again? We saw them plow the nuggets over the weekend. I think they're still okay. I just don't think they're all that interested in the regular season, if I'm being honest. No, I think uh, I think you're right on with that. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe with Boogie Cousins coming in, if, if he didn't buy in, he could maybe disrupt some of the chemistry. Yeah. And, you know, if if he didn't, uh, you know, get along well with Jermon Green and, and uh, you know, all the, the huge egos that they have. But I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think he's actually going to help them down the stretch. And once they get in the playoffs and they get serious, I, I just don't see anybody even coming close. I really don't. I don't either. And I, I want to have some drama. I like the way the Warriors play. I like their style of basketball. But I'd like to have some drama. I just don't think we're going to see it because I don't think anyone can push them. Boogie is not great on the pick and roll defensively, but I think offensively, he's actually a really good passer. He brings them toughness. He brings them rebounds. He brings them a presence inside that they haven't had lately. Like you said, I think there were a few ripples when he came back, but I just don't see any big changes where they're going to just fall off because, oh, Boogie came back and now we don't know how to function with him. He seems like he's trying to fit it. Hey, he's playing for that next contract. We know how guys will play and do whatever they have to for that next contract. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you're right. Um, when uh, when you have Clay Thompson as your third best player, yeah. and you have Boogie Cousins as your fifth or sixth maybe best player, uh, you know you've got something really special going, and and that's what they have. I mean Kevin Durant, you know, if he's not the best player, he's in the conversation. You know, I I know LeBron is is touted as that, but if you ask me who I'd want right now, I'd probably take Kevin Durant as my top choice. I mean the guy's amazing and. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you got Draymond Green. 
uh, Boogie Cousins. And then they just have, you know, enough pieces that come off the bench and they're going to add Bogut, you know, which is, I think, a brilliant move on their part. I think that's just going to make him stronger because they can bring him off the bench to, to get a few minutes inside. And he's just such a intelligent, high basketball IQ guy that I think that was a brilliant move on their part. So, yeah, I think they're going to steamroll through it. And I hope not because it takes a lot of the fun out of it, but I just don't see anybody that can give them a run for the money. I don't either. And the only team out there that looks like they might be able to are those Houston Rockets. Yeah, I agree. Houston maybe could do something to make it tougher. My worry for Houston is Chris Paul is never healthy for seven games. Like it doesn't ever happen. And right. I think he has to be healthy. I don't think they can go out there and try to play that James Harden is just going to carry his kind of basketball against Golden State. They will wear down in a seven-game series. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and Chris Paul is the key to that run that the, the Rockets hope to make. And, and if he did stay healthy and played well, then you're right. That might be a six-game series. Maybe even maybe if, if the Rockets really played well, maybe they did that seventh game. But I don't see them ever winning a seventh, seventh game in, in Oakland. You know, I, I just don't see that ever happening. But uh, if they could push it to, to five, six, then, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And I think it'd be good for the NBA because once it gets to the finals, I think it's probably a four, you know, four, one, four, two yeah. uh, situation for the Warriors. So, yeah, uh, I think we it's a foregone conclusion that uh, Golden State's probably going to win it. So enjoy the rest of the playoffs. And then when it comes time for the finals, you can move on to the Rockies or Red Sox or Cubs or whoever you choose. Well, Coach, the East is starting to get better, and it's been a long time yes. coming because the East has not been very good. But I'm looking at the East, and I'm trying to figure out who is actually legitimate because I look at Milwaukee's record. They're up top. They're really good. They have some things that can present some problems. They can provide some matchup problems. And obviously, you know, Giannis is a pain. But I'm looking at that Toronto team, and they would start to scare me a little bit over in the East. Yeah, I think those three, uh, if you include uh, Philadelphia, yeah. especially if Embiid got healthy again, I think those are three really quality teams. The Celtics have been a disappointment, which I'm disappointed because I really like Coach Stevens, but they seem dysfunctional and they might be in trouble. But uh, those three, yeah, and Toronto, you know, they just go about their business. I, I wouldn't sleep on them to win the East and come out. And They're tough. They're hard-nosed. They, they're committed to playing defense. Uh, balanced on offense, well coached. So yeah, it's, that's going to be that's going to be a fascinating you know run through the the East uh, playoff series to see really who will emerge because I think it's really balanced and it, it could be a lot of fun during the playoffs. Coach, I'm glad you mentioned Boston because I can't figure out why Boston has gotten worse. And the only thing that comes to mind is Kyrie Irving. He's a very talented player. He's a very skilled player. He can go out and get 40 any night. But he drives me absolutely crazy because he won't shut up. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is his own worst enemy, and and you're right. He is so fun to watch when he's focused and he chooses to play the right way and he's engaged. But um, he's almost got self-destructive tendencies, which I think really you know hurts their chemistry and and uh, makes that team not uh, not flow like you think they would flow. Because you're right. Uh, I thought they were ready to emerge as maybe the the top contender in the East the past couple of years, and and now they're they're trending downward. And um, like I said, I really like their coach. I think he's he's a brilliant coach as well as a really good human being. But something something stinking in Denmark because yeah. <laughs> it's not adding up. Why they're playing so sporadically and and uh, not consistent. 
Well, and they, it almost feels like a chemistry thing. There are times that Kyrie comes out of the game and they play better without him. Over the last few games that he has not actually played, they have won those games. It starts to make me think, maybe because this guy always feels like he has to, I don't know, issue a public address after the game. Everyone else in the locker room is looking at him going, can he just shut up and just do his job? <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. Yeah, just play basketball, Kyrie, and do what you get paid to do and, and uh, keep your mouth shut. I think they'd be so much better off. And you're right. You know, you just run into guys like that that have personalities that just seem instead of making teammates better, they make their teammates worse. You know, Rondo's a lot like that. Carmelo Anthony seems to be that way. Kyrie Irving seems to be that way. And, you know, if if you look at it, it just seems to be, to be a mentality where they just can't get past their own agenda. So it's it's sad. Yeah, it is. And coach, I'm glad you brought up that exact situation because a lot of times we don't see players make their teammates better. And we are seeing a prime example of that in Los Angeles this year with the Lakers. Hey, the Lakers are an absolute mess. And for all the talk we heard about, could the Lakers push Golden State? Coach, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They look terrible. Yeah, that is a train wreck that uh, I'm almost, well, I am. I'm enjoying watching from afar. Uh, I tune into some of their games because some of the stuff that is going on there uh, just it's comical to me and it is it's um it's lebron who you know obviously now you see why he moved to los angeles it was it was about his production company it was about his you know walk of hall of fame star on the hollywood boulevard you know it's not about basketball this right. is it's totally going beyond anything to do with basketball it's about uh, money and uh, prestige and glory and fame and like he ha- didn't already have enough of that, but this was his last major step to really, I think, be at the forefront of not the NBA, but you know, of, of Hollywood and the business world, and it, it and it just is so ugly to watch happen. And, you know, if I'm a Laker fan, and and all the glory and you know respect that you have for the LA Lakers, and this is this is definitely a low point of their friend. I thought that had happened a couple of years back when they were losing. 45, 50 games, but this is the low point of the Laker storied, uh, you know, history in the NBA. Well, and one of the biggest thing that stands out for me, and especially with the Lakers, but this is not the first time we have seen this for whatever reason. And I know that we constantly hear that LeBron James is a great teammate because he passes the ball. I never see him make his teammates better. And I don't understand that for the life of me, but I don't see his teammates improve. I don't see his teammates come out and say, Hey, we're going to get this done because we've got LeBron here. We saw him take Kevin Love and make him worse. We saw him take Chris Bosh and make him worse. Now it looks like he's wrecked these young kids in LA who are actually playing better without him. For some reason, he's crushed their psyche and they don't want to play with him anymore. Yeah, it is. It is amazing to see that process unfold. And, and you're right. I think you know, the only one that I think was his equal that could kind of uh, to stave off the, the LeBron effect was probably Dwayne Wade Yep. Uh, because of his strong personality and, and what he brings to the court. But you're right, um, people that aren't strong like Dwayne Wade was or don't have the, uh, you know, the um, background to support that type of arrogance, they just wilt, I think, under the the you know the LeBron effect and and they lose confidence they lose interest uh, I think they become insecure 
and you're right. And <laughs> we're talking about supposedly the greatest player in, in the history of the NBA. And that's why I continue to say, people, you're nuts if you think he's the greatest player. Uh, I would take MJ. I would take Magic. I would take Larry yep. because of all the intangibles they brought to the court. And like we've always talked about, yes, LeBron is the greatest athlete to ever play the game, but he's not the best player to ever play the game. Coach, when I think back to Michael Jordan, and I know a lot of times people say, well, Michael Jordan was a great teammate. He punched Steve Kerr in the face, and I get that. But you know what else he did do? In the championship game, he went to Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr had gone through those battles and practices, and Steve Kerr nailed that shot because he was like, hey, I'm not letting Michael down. I better hit this shot because I know I'm going to get punched in the face and practice again. <laughs> but when you think back to guys like you said, Magic Johnson, he made guys like Kurt Rambis be basketball players. Larry Bird, he had guys around him, Scott Wedman and Greg Kite that he made be better. I don't see that list of players. Hey, look what LeBron did with this guy. I don't think to this day that Michael Jordan gets nearly enough credit for making Scottie Pippen because everyone talks about, hey, Jordan had Pippen. No, he made Scottie Pippen. He was a scared little country punk kid when he came in that had no <laughs> idea what he was doing. And Jordan made him be that player. Yeah, for sure. And and I think you can uh, use the analogy or the comparison of, uh, you know, what Brady does for, for the Patriots. Yeah. You know, he's not out there. You never hear him talking about his, uh, his claim to being the best ever. Uh, I'm the best ever. And he never, he always uses we and, and us and LeBron is strictly I and me. And, you know, that, that's where I have a hard time with LeBron James. You know, when, when he, self-proclaims to be the greatest player ever to me if you have to pro proclaim that then that means you aren't because you know everybody knows who you are uh, if you are the greatest you don't i don't ever hear michael jordan i've never heard michael jordan say i am the best that ever played but lebron you hear that from him you know almost every other time he has an interview so uh yeah there's something that, about lebron that has all, always bothered me i you know i respect what he's brought to the game and the success but uh I, I think he is uh, very self-involved, and it's strictly about uh, LeBron and and everybody else get out of my way because I will trample anybody to get what I want. Hey, tomorrow on the show, we will continue our discussion with longtime basketball coach Russ McKinstry. We still have a few things to talk about in the NBA, and yes, LeBron James, and yes, we are still going to get to March Madness. The tournament begins next week. We still have a number of things to talk about. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails, the texts, and the tweets. Don't forget, stop by tpublic.com, pick up some of that Daily Dose gear, and go over to ESPN and join the tournament challenge. Join up with our Daily Dose group. We want to see if you know March Madness. Here's your chance to prove it. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday.